Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Ian Scott Gregoire. Um, He is a life and business strategist who helps people improve their body, business, relationship, and mindset for sustainable success. Today, he is here to discuss with me on the topic, how to avoid drama while dating. But first, before we get into that, what I'd like to do, I I want to dig into your story. So every coach has a story on just why they're on the journey that they're on and why they're helping people. So I would love to hear yours. Wow, DJ, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, You know, how far back do you want to go on the story? Um, I like to peel layers. So if you want to go back (laughs) to childhood, we can do that. (laughs) uh yeah let's 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 do it um as far as like my introduction to coaching i was playing competitive beach volleyball in colombia south america and uh had a pretty good season as an amateur and didn't really want to continue in athletics that much more and i ended up living next door to a NLP practitioner and hypnosis trainer who also did sports psychology okay, and did a weekend really? seminar with yeah yeah <laughs> did a weekend seminar with him and was introduced to this world of NLP hypnosis uh, personal growth on a level I'd never been introduced to before. After that, I worked in Beaverton, Oregon, as a weight loss and smoking cessation, hypnotist, and coach. And so those were my two main uh, introductions and professional involvements in, in coaching, hypnosis, uh, professional, and personal development. And that was about a decade ago. Awesome. So you've been in the field for about 10 years. Wow. So you're an, an NL, NLP practitioner. So you're very aware with self-awareness and things like that. Could you go into just a little bit about what um, neuro-linguistic practitioners do and, and what what is it for people yeah. who may not know? Yeah, great question. Uh, neuro-linguistic programming is essentially using your emotions and your words to your benefit. So 
you know, oftentimes we have these, these emotions that can be confusing or painful or, or words that we tell ourselves that can lead us towards places where we don't want to be. And so essentially, if you think about it, like um, humans, at least on a certain level, are like um, computers in that they are programmed by language. We're also programmed by feeling, not like a computer, but we're programmed by language. And so we have a lot of things, a lot of language um, habits and feeling habits that while they may feel comfortable to us because it's what we grew up with or made some deep impressions on us, they don't necessarily aid us in, in our higher purpose or to getting us where we really want to go in life. Right. So NLP, the way I interpret it, right, I'm not speaking for NLP um, as a representative of that, but just it's the idea that we use language to and feelings to program ourselves to get where we really want to go in life. It's, it's just like another version of just um, kind of what they talk about when they talk about manifestation and stuff like that. It's like the beginning of that journey. Would you agree with that statement? Definitely, definitely major overlaps. Yes. Got you. Okay. Yes. So now I'm, I'm glad we're, we're talking about this topic because when we go to when I think about the drama that comes with dating, I feel like it, it goes with like our, our subconscious mind, like how we're unaware of the habits we, we do to like self-sabotage ourselves in a way. When I, when I made that comment, did any examples come up for you on how we do kind of how we can self-sabotage while dating? I know a few came up for me. Like when I think about, people being um, afraid of rejection and the, the things that they do while dating and they mess up their chances um, with a person. Can you think of any other scenarios when it comes to that and then how people can avoid that? Give me uh, give me the example that comes up in your mind right now. So a, a good example, I have a friend who um, one thing that she does, she so she she's talking to a guy and she really likes the guy or whatever. And one thing that she does, even before they meet, she'll she'll dig into his social media accounts. And one of the excuses she'll give is, oh, he's talking to a lot of females and she'll bring that up. And it's an unnecessary like argument, not an argument, but it's, it's an unnecessary thing that comes up and you guys don't even know each other like that. Like you're digging and asking these questions and it's not. And the guy could be in business to where he's probably connected to a lot of females that we don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that comes up. Do you any other examples you could think of and just how we just as a whole can avoid like just the drama while dating and just be more secure, like within yourself while you're dating and trying to choose that partner for you? Uh, Yeah, I'll think of an example that came up from my life within last week. Uh, You know, it's like. So drama is going to happen. <laughs> we can't avoid it, right? Yeah. And, and actually, the more we can kind of not, not embrace like big drama, but the more we can calm ourselves once it happens, calm ourselves down and kind of process it, that's where we can get some real growth from it. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a funny story, but I was walking downtown with my girlfriend, and I, I also teach Latin dance and play in Latin music. I'm a fluent Spanish speaker. And, and, and she, um, she's from a Spanish speaking country 
and we were, we were discussing music and how uh, right where I am downtown Walla Walla there was um, there's a stage and all summer there was music planned out but there was absolutely no Spanish speakers or Spanish speaking DJs playing and we're a 30% uh, population Spanish in, in this town. So I was kind of upset because I've been around this whole thing for like 10, 10, 10 years or actually more. And, and we just had kind of a little argument about DJs and music. I mean, it's nothing, it's not really about us, right? But right. I have deep, deeper issues around this uh, of like people not listening to me. Like it's, <laughs> they got this thing, <laughs> people don't listen to me. If I'm trying to, you know, I think that's why I'm a coach is so people pay to listen to me because I got some stuff to say. But um, like I've worked with other venues and they just don't listen. I'm trying to help them make more money and they just don't listen. Got you. And she's got her own issue and she's got her own issues of whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Of um, You know, people making her shut up and listen or I'm just guessing. Right. Like. She's got her own issues. And we kind of got into a heated spot with stuff that kind of activated some other deeper memories in the in the subconscious or the unconscious. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're in an argument because we've activated all of these memories that are connected to what we're talking about on certain our feelings or the words, but don't really, really have anything to do with the fact that there's no Spanish music this summer. Got you. And so oftentimes, like with these discussions when we're feeling triggered, our, our wires get crossed, especially if we have these un, um, unresolved issues in our mind. And, and so, you know, back to your friend, you know, chances are she's dealing with memories of some dude who is talking to other girls. Right. Rejection and, de- and even being rejected. I know for myself, I'll give I'll even give um, an example for myself. So. I've dealt with guys and then even in my family life, like putting your feelings out there just made you look weak. You know what I'm saying? So and in relationships, somebody have to take the first leap. And majority of the time, it, it would it never used to be me in the past, even though I felt like I wanted to. And even in my own way, I've sabotaged relationships with decent guys because of that. So fear of rejection is, I know, is a big one. And then even what you just mentioned, let me ask you this. How, where did you get to a place where you peel back the layers of, you feel like nobody listens to you? Because like you said, a lot of our issues comes from past experience. Like what advice would you give somebody to peel back the layers or to just calm down to really think of this? Like you getting into an argument and it's getting out of control and it was, about something kind of small, like what you just said, and it spirals to this, 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 this big old thing. Like, how do you calm down and peel back the layers on? It's a great question. Um, you know, there's lots of techniques, uh, going to therapy, working with a coach, uh, calming yourself down, going to a quiet place and reflecting, you know, what is this, what is this connected to? And I find that when I ask that question in that time of reflection, post, post trigger, uh, maybe the day after or whatever, I, I get memories of what it's connected to memories of this life, right? I'm not talking right. about past life stuff, like real stuff that happened this life mm-hmm. that somehow my mind is like, remember this, remember this. And it goes ooh, all the way through that, that movie in my memory. 
And so asking yourself, like, what, you know, removing yourself from the situation, asking yourself, what is this connected to? And then learning to let that, that movie kind of play through and, and remember all those things and see if you can take a lesson out of that. Got you. I like that tip because a lot of people, when an argument kind of spirals out of control, when it's something small and it turns into something big, people tend to make it personal. And like, oh, so this is how you feel about me. And in actuality, it's sometimes it's really the other person and things that they have going on with them and they feel attacked in a way. So they're just defending themselves. So I'm glad you said that. Like, just take a minute and just really ask yourself that question and, and just kind of play back what the connections could be and why, you know, things got out of hand. So, you know, our nervous systems are attached to our subconscious, right? And if you're somebody who kind of is used to toxic environments or toxic relationships, your nervous system is probably just jumbled up and uncalibrated. How do you, with NLP, how do you work with somebody like that? Because I know when I think about I know NLP NLP is deeper than the affirmations and stuff like that, but it's, it also reminds me of affirmations and just thinking positive and feeling positive. But for some people, it doesn't work because they're not self-aware of their past. Um, how do you work with people like that? Great question. So I would say NLP is just like a, a, a piece of the pie, right? Right. And I, and I look at a thing very holistically, and I believe that you got to work on the diet. You got to work on exercise. You have to work on your business or your profession. You got to work on your relationships, obviously, but your but yourself, like your hobbies and, and your happiness. And so once you get to that level of kind of understanding that you have to take care of yourself, you know, you have to do the self-care piece of healthy activities and you have to be good with your profession or your business. Um, Starting, to, you know, it works. Different people work on this differently, but um, journaling, working with a therapist, working with a coach, having someone question you uh, through meditation, prayer, questioning yourself—it uh, really, it, 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 it can be really personal as far as like in someone's paradigm how they want to explore this, right? Right. The type of person they want, like I find that a lot of people that work with me. Um, I often refer to therapy because they that's kind of more what they need. And, gotcha. um, but I, I think therapy to a degree still has a stigma in our, uh, society. In our right. Yeah. Cause oh, it's like something's gotta be really wrong with you to go to therapy. And it's like, yeah, not exactly. You just need a professional to talk through some, some stuff. Some of your stuff that can that, that can really help you dig because I feel like what you just said, asking yourself questions. I don't think a lot of people like to ask themselves questions. I think for the longest, it was crazy for you to talk. Well, it's still crazy for you to talk to yourself. I'm wondering yeah. if that comes from why people don't like to ask themselves questions. I ask myself questions all the time. That's the yeah. only way I was able to actually become self-aware and unlock the keys for myself. And for me, find out why my dating life was so dramafied. And it, it did have a lot to do with my past experiences before even dating. 
it was what I seen in my household and stuff like that. And just how, like I was talking about how our subconscious mind is attached to the nervous system. And with our nervous system, we're, we seek for what's familiar. So if you're used to toxic chaos, then that's what you're gonna, that's what you're gonna gravitate toward. It's not even what you, people feel like you attract certain things, but it's not, you attract everybody. But what you'll lean more towards is the toxicity and the chaos. But a lot of people don't understand that and they don't really peel back the layers and try to make sense of stuff. So I feel like that's majority of the reason why our dating lives are so toxic because there's this mindful dating isn't it's a thing, but then it's not really a thing, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, I, you know, it's often people don't resolve all of their all of their traumas through years of therapy before reentering the dating you know. not, not at all. They just figure they I'm gonna find somebody to make me happy, and that's it. And unfortunately, I know Will Smith got dinged for it for saying it years ago. I can't make the person that I'm with happy. You know, with Jada or whatever, she has to be happy, and then two happy people come together. And it even took me a while to understand that when they first came out with that. But I totally understand that now and agree. Because, yeah. When, you, yeah, when you don't understand yourself, you're feeling you're looking for people to fill cups that they can't fill. Exactly. And, and happiness is happiness is attractive. It's inherently attractive. It is. And especially and so is someone who um, has their personal and professional life in order. You know, we, we, we oftentimes want to be with people that can kind of mommy and daddy us. But, you know, as adults, we have to be self-sufficient and mommy kind of mommy and daddy ourselves if we're not fully if we didn't get all of that um that parenting we needed or wanted when we were kids right and um so you have to have your health in order you have to have your business your professional life in order to to be attractive and so oftentimes i, th- I see people and, and this was my case like worrying too much about the dating portion of things and not enough about the health and the business portion of things. Right. And so it's, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you have a, a relationship problem, chances are you got other problems in your life that you haven't dealt with beyond, I mean, not, not even about the subconscious, but like just in real reality of like, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your day to day? And once you're, once you really like your day to day, once you like your body, once you like your business and your profession, you become a much more attractive person and it's a lot easier. I agree with you. I agree with you. And then I, I must say, I agree with you, but then I don't. And the only reason why I don't is because I was always, and this probably maybe because it's me as a woman. So I've always been successful when it came to my career for, for my level of education and stuff. So I've always been the one to make good money and stuff like that. And I felt good about that. And my body isn't, was well it was better than it is now COVID has really destroyed me but you know my body was halfway decent but I didn't feel the greatest about my body but I was striving like as far as like career goals but my relationship sucked because I was pulling in people that wasn't aligned to what I really wanted I thought they were what I, I what I wanted so my childhood was more of I grew up in a in a household that was kind of unpredictable, along with um, 
I was like the second mom. I always, my, my sister would make a joke about that. Like they came to me for everything. So that branched out in all of my other relationships. So if the relationship wasn't toxic or I wasn't needed, I, just, I didn't feel right in the relationship. And my relationship sucked, right? But everything else in my life seemed to be flourishing. So that's why I say I agree with you because I know for some people that makes perfect sense. But I feel like for certain people who just don't know like what's going on subconsciously or maybe it had something to do along with low self-esteem and all of that stuff. But I feel like there's always deeper layers even to that. Because I feel you. I feel you. And I agree with you in that like like just having a great health and great business or profession is not going to solve all your relationship problems. And I want to be clear about that. I'm just saying like, you can't, I don't think you can really build a solid relationship, which is like the top of the pyramid for me, unless you do have a solid base of personal health and, and professional business savvy. I agree with you on that. The base of this pyramid in order to put like that capstone of, um, of a relationship on top of your life. I definitely agree with you on that because I feel like, especially with men, if they don't have all of those things in order, they don't kind con- they don't, they're not at their peak, like personality wise or any of that. If they feel like they have to lean on anybody in any type of way. So yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you a hundred fold on that, especially, like I said, especially when I think of like a man and men that I know. So here's a question for you. Okay. They say um, men chase championships, women chase champions. Do you agree with that? I do and I don't, right? So I agree with that for a woman who is in aligned with her highest self, right? Who who feels that she's a champion or she's aligned with her self where she has all the self-awareness. Like me, yeah, I'll chase a champion now, right? Versus make if you would have met me four years ago, I was chasing people who had potential to be a champion. And I and I helped and I, you know, and I incorporated in that and helped and tried to help them become that champion. So I agree with that. If the woman is on is her highest self or mm. ascending to be her highest self. But if she's mm. somebody who's calibrating at a low vibration, a low level. She, she doesn't know who she is. She's, you know, trying to figure it out. She's lost. No, she's going to grab whatever she can. Mm, yeah. So that's why I say I agree with you, but then I don't. Got you. Yeah. But ideally, when a woman, you're saying when a woman is fully ascending in her life, fully taking care of herself. I would say, yes, she would, she would chase a champion or she would chase somebody who is at her level or ascending himself. You get what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have to have the full package right away, but he's definitely on track to us. He's not, it's not just potential where he's talking, right? Right. right, right. There's action behind it. He's in action. He's in action. You know, he might not be there yet. He might not be that champion yet, but he's definitely in action. So that's why I say, yeah, I agree. If the woman is ascending or she's at herself and she knows what she knows what she wants, she's self-aware, she understands where she is in life and where she wants to go and all of that good stuff. But if you are lost, you're gonna grab anything and everything you can. I think that's for men and women. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. 
So let me, I'm put you on the spot real quick. Yeah. After all, so the topic was how to avoid drama while dating. Name three short things on, on that. What would you say? Take a breath. Ask yourself, what is this connected to? And be easy on yourself. Be relaxed. I like that. Most definitely be easy, be relaxed and just go with the flow. Um, I follow this lady named Taurus, Taurus Scent. She's a dating coach and she says dating should be like collecting data. Um, you know, when you're going on dates, one of the questions you should ask, can you see this person as your friend, you know, and really get to know the person. I think another thing that we that people that we, but people tend to do, they go into dates thinking that automatically, like I got to land this person. You know what I'm saying? That they're in such a rush and it, it just shouldn't be that way. You should really be trying to get to know the person because when you're in a rush, you, for some people who are, like I said, low vibrating, you tend to make a person a prize and they may not be the prize for you. And then you end up in a shitty ass relationship. So I definitely like to take it easy, breathe. And, you know, if something comes up for you that triggers you, yeah, take a breath and think through it because it may not be what you think it is. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. So let me dig into this segment that I have on my podcast. The first thing I want to ask is it's a blank question. So you'll fill in the blank. You are an amazing coach because I ask the right questions and I tell the right stories. Okay. Now, um, another blank to blank. Today's dating atmosphere is blank than blank. Uh, Is more online than in person. Well, that's definitely true. I thought you was going to try to come up with something. (laughs) But that is true, though. And, and, And it tends to make it harder in today's atmosphere. I know a lot of people get overwhelmed with the numbers and stuff, but that is today's atmosphere. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, so um what is your favorite romantic movie and why i think you're the first guy i'm asking this question to favorite romantic whatever she wants to watch do you not like romantic movies i i am just so focused on other things that i'm not is what whatever she whatever she wants to watch (laughs) she liked beauty and the beast we went to beauty and the beast so did you like it or were you bored out of your mind? No, I actually liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have to, like, kind of try a little bit. But she's like, oh, you stayed awake. Like, if I stay awake, that's a win. <laughs> so whatever she wants, whatever she likes, that is the most romantic movie. I like that answer. You know what? That's that. That's a good answer. Okay. Um, now, last question for you. Do you have a mushy romantic childhood memory you hold near and dear to your heart? Please tell me uh, you got a story. Well, yeah, I remember like uh, a kid. You know how uh, they have those big tractor tires, mm-hmm. right? and like they had this one that was like half buried in the in the ground, right at my like preschool. <laughs> <laughs> and so it made this. It was like this big tractor tire. I remember being in there, and I swear I remember having a kiss at like five. Now it wasn't oh. like I was active like at that point, or my next kiss probably wasn't for another you know, seven or eight years. But I remember I kissed when I was like five years old. That's cute. I have a memory like that too. Okay. Awesome. Now let me ask you this. Where can the audience find you if they want to reach you? Yeah. Great question. Uh, you can find me most actively on Facebook at 
I-A-N, Ian Gregoire.5. And I'm also on Instagram at Ian Scott Gregoire. Or you can call or text me at 509-386-7782. Gave the whole number out. Ain't playing no games. All of those links will be in the show notes. Ian, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, DJ. That was a lot of fun. No, most definitely. And until next time, guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.